Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to The Front Porch. My name is Dennis Rogers, and as always, I'm joined by Michael Daniels. How's it going, Mike? It's been a while, almost three whole days. Three whole days. Hey, I'm just uh, happy that we're recording on a Monday. I know that's uh, a little yeah. inside baseball there for everybody, but if anybody who's been listening the last our, couple and weeks. Not like, not like we don't talk about that every time. I know. Well, here we are. Do, we're we're back on a schedule for our, our yearly Labor thing. Day next week? Uh, I think it's a little way off. I don't think it's next week. Maybe two weeks. For it'll be it it'll be Labor be Day work. next week by the time this comes out, but yes. Oh, right, right. May, you might be right about that. Right. So I think our current plan, if we can get, I know you've done a first pass in editing the Gen Con episode, is uh, is to get that finalized, finished, and then we'll we'll publish that the week following Labor Day so that we can uh, have Labor Day. I, I will say to our listeners that I know we talked about the, the Gen Con special here and there, and it's, well, I wouldn't get my hopes up for it to be incredibly amazing. It is it is a pretty just listening to that first pass. It is a very true front porch kind of experience on how we dealt with stuff. I have no voice, but it's everyone's <laughs> kind of talking. It's flowing naturally. Everybody's just sitting down on the on the banisters and sides, and it it really comes through yeah, on that had, audio. We had a literal front porch on our Airbnb about down there, right? And and there's cars in the background, just again, just like a normal front porch type thing. There's cicadas and outdoor people opening up doors. <laughs> it's, of- it's nice. Trucks driving by, all that good stuff. Yeah, which was which was nice. So yeah, when that does come out, it, it's nice to hear it from that kind of an ambiance thing, and we'll, we'll get that we'll get that going. But hey, Dennis, this is episode fifty-two. We will after this episode, we'll have a full year under our belt. How do you feel about that? That's crazy. It's I mean, on the on one hand, it feels like like how have we been doing this for an entire year? I know. But then at the same time, like I. I try to think back to when we first started, and I'm like, yeah, that was ages ago. We've basically been doing this forever. <laughs> That's a, you, know, a you just funny, go from it's, it's been no time at all to like, oh, my gosh, it's been purgatory for so long. Funny, uh, <laughs> just funny thing about, about the perception of time. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, a, lot, a lot has happened in the last year in my own personal life. So to, to look at it from that perspective, it does seem like an ancient time yeah, ago. Yeah, you've but, had a – You've had a, a grandchild. Yeah, yeah there's, the a, there's just a whole lot going on, um, and a lot in, in all of our lives and stuff. But there's also uh, it actually looking back on the show, it doesn't feel like it's been a, a whole lot um, of time. Things have just kind of flowed and gone quickly, and I, it's been nice and fun. And I'm looking for the the continuing years years on. Uh, but it's a uh, it's a good conversation every week, man. It's good good to talk to you. Yeah, we'll have to go back and. Uh go back and maybe not listen to the whole thing because i'm sure it'll be kind of cringy now from our our original professional one year but listen to our first episode and and listen to what we talked about we were talking about game of thrones back then remember when that was remember when everybody knew what game of thrones was and i you know i saw some a whole like shelf of game of thrones material at uh, barnes and noble today and i was like oh yeah i remember game of thrones that was a thing it's a it's a funny thing because the the seasons are not very long and they show that you know it's not it's like uh it's like Sherlock but Sherlock is almost worse <laughs> it's worse they're three very long episodes every couple years it's like when it's on it's a big thing and everybody's talking about it and then it's done and there's still you know it, it tapers off as everybody catches up on it but it's a it's not quite as bad as a Netflix show like the the stranger things and yeah and uh and shows like that it's like it comes out all at once and everybody watches it and then it you know it may take a month or two for everybody to watch it but then it's over mm-hmm. and you're, you're waiting again it's kind of a the whole i'm sure that at some point on this show we talked about 
binge versus traditional. Oh, that was early. We did talk metered about but but yeah, I, I will say though that that stuff like that is, I think we're starting. I feel at least personally we're we're becoming conditioned to the idea that I've watched my thirteen, twelve, ten episodes, and I am not going to watch. I'm not. I don't even have a hope to like watch more because it's not going to be out forever. I forget all about it. I mean, like when Stranger Things ended, I was okay. Stranger Things season two was over. I had no expectations of even wandering when it's going to happen next just sometime in my life yeah well the 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 nice thing about stranger things is that they don't they don't cliffhanger too hard i'm using cliffhanger as a verb but they don't cliffhanger too hard yeah like in general the story arc of the season completes in the season and you're satisfied and there's a hook there's a little bit to like tease the next season but you're not you know it's not like game of thrones or a traditional tv show with a two-parter over the season over the uh season break yeah uh, like original star trek not original like next generation did yeah it's it's uh i don't, I don't know well, there's just some some that some that clip i remember back when i was a kid and there was shows movies uh, sorry not movies tv shows that were on during the fall and spring and they'd have that like you know that break during the the christmas time and you'd watch them throughout the year and then they would have a cliffhanger in may and then during may sweeps and then you would be like oh my gosh i cannot wait for the summer to be able- once the summer's over then i can see who shot jr that dates me or, or whatever it might be um so but now it's like you watch it within three days and you have to wait you know 360 other days before you get any more who you know. shot Jr. Is that a Dallas reference? Yeah, that's a Dallas reference. That's that was a I mean, little kid at that time, but yeah, that was before my time. Yeah, but I heard right. about it somewhere. Yeah, that, that's that's maybe, one of the original old school like or... where cliffhangers of TV came from. I'm sure, but uh, sure, sure. Yeah, it's it, well, yeah. Anyway, I wasn't I wasn't necessarily planning on putting this 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 early in the show, but since we're talking about uh, TV shows and binge watching, yeah. Did you see the recent news, um, and news is kind of a strong word, but the the recent um, technique that uh, that Netflix is is testing out? I'm not. What, what, what you heard about this? That? What is it? What are we talking so about? For, for some viewers, and I think it's mostly in the UK so far, they are experimenting with um, a tech, and it's Netflix, right? Like they're okay. always doing whatever they can do to get people to keep watching, which is kind of a strange thing to me because i don't it doesn't seem to me like they would make more money if people like the subscription is a subscription but maybe mm-hmm. they're just trying to get people to keep watching it so that they don't unsubscribe yeah i mean i, I get that because you know, i've come i've i've had a netflix subscription for like 10 years and i've never even considered unsubscribing so i don't but it's you know i'm like for yeah. ten dollars a month you get so much content out of it but right anyway what they're doing is if you are binge watching a show they have their their autoplay, right? It pauses for however many seconds, depending on the show. Some shows will like they won't even play the credits, and they'll like roll into the next episode. Yeah, right. But most yeah. shows, um, especially the one the non Netflix originals, they're outside content. Yeah, um, they'll get to the end, they'll run a timer like ten seconds or whatever, and then they'll play the next one. So what they're doing is um, for some viewers, and again, they're they're a b testing it. Um, in between, I don't think it's every episode, but like if you watch two, three, four episodes in a row of something, 
in between the episodes, so not in the middle, but when an episode is done before the next episode plays, they'll show you a trailer for one of their shows, right? Like a oh, like an it's, ad. It's sort of, it's sort of an ad, but because it's Netflix on Netflix, I'd, calling it an ad is a little bit. It feels a little more derogatory than sure. Uh, it's than not like warranted. toilet paper ad or anything, right? It's not Hulu, yeah. But um, they apparently are functioning like uh, the YouTube ads, where you don't have to watch the whole thing. You you know, it runs for five seconds and then you can skip it if you want. Um, but it's uh, it's an interesting thing. Of course, a lot of you know the people who see it and the people who read about it are are up in arms they're like uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna unsubscribe i don't think those people are really gonna unsubscribe but yeah. maybe they will and i don't i don't, you know, I, I don't they're testing I, it so they're gonna see like if if they show these things and people click on them and people watch more of their original they're gonna do it because it works like and the people yeah. who get on forums and yell about it are not enough of a you know uh, um behavior user base financial incentive to affect whether Netflix does it or not, they're going yeah, to see whether it works. And that, they, that doesn't sound terrible. You, I mean, I mean, if it, I, I I had a Hulu subscription and I I like the Hulu content, but the commercials infuriate me. I mean, they absolutely mm-hmm. infuriate me every every single time one comes up, and I'm like, I can't believe. I granted, I, I I'm being a stupid idiot here for saying that. You know, how dare I only pay ten dollars for the massive amount of content I get. But still, I'm paying ten dollars, and I have to sit through commercials. Bah humbug! But it does. It yeah, infuriates I mean, me. I mean, take it as read. We're we're comparing streaming services. There's an inherent privilege, you know, it's a, uh, yeah. um, first world problems kind of kind of thing. Here. But you're not, you know, you're not comparing Hulu to living in a hut and jungle or watching TV in the '80s. Yeah, you're comparing it to Amazon Prime, Netflix, HBO Go. Um, all the other streaming services that don't have ads. Well, I'm also and comparing it to t- television, which is free. Therefore, I have to watch ads because it's free. Right. That's how you pay for. Well, I mean, cable TV has ads. Too, well, yeah, but, yeah, I guess you're right. Um, the the problem, the biggest problem to me with Hulu's ads is that they still, for whatever reason, don't have the ability to get enough ads. Like they're showing, you know, in a half hour. TV oh, show, the same ads. They're, yeah. they're taking two or three breaks. Each break runs two or three ads, and then they have a total of like five ads. I know. So you're going to see the it's, same ad three times in in one episode. It's it's terrible. It's, uh, it's horrible. It's awful. Right. Yeah. Well, the the but anyway, th- this does so, not this so does do not you... sound bad. This does not sound bad at all. I mean, if it's Netflix things, the the I the thing that makes me not feel bad about it, the way you're describing it. Is that yeah. it's it's content that's kind of relevant to me, meaning that it's it's movies or films, and and I know Netflix does the whole like oh you're watching Star Trek therefore you're, you would you like this other sci fi thing, so if they do ads based on that kind of thing oh you're watching Star Trek episodes so in between here watch another kind of sci fi ad that makes okay sense I could deal yeah, with yeah I mean that. they're constantly they're constantly using algorithms and machine learning to try and they want you to watch their stuff. Yeah. So they're they they're gonna show you things that you want to see. Yeah, how how does that not So that you'll watch it like you yeah. know. How's that not been always been a thing in life? I I just kinda wonder now that I think about it, why when I was watching Transformers, was there not always ads for Transformer toys in the middle of the commercials? Why was it always well, something else? Some of that is 
some of that is machine learning, right? Like it, it just wasn't possible, but definitely some of it happened. I mean, I remember as a kid, like Sunday, uh, Saturday, whatever weekend afternoon with my dad flipping through and he liked to watch fishing shows. Uh And so we, you know, we'd flip through the channels and if he saw a fishing commercial, a commercial for a boat motor or a lure or a pole or something like that, he's like, okay, this is a, this is going to be a fishing show. Like you can't, Normally, you can't tell from the commercial what the show is, right, back in the day before guide channels and and satellite and all that stuff. And so you had to, like, wait for the commercial break. This is just a completely different world. But if we saw a fishing commercial, he's like, okay, this is going to be a fishing ad because they don't show fishing commercials at any other time than than during a fishing show. Right. I, and I guess there always so was there's like, some of you know, that, but um, candy you know, or if you, cereal commercials during Transformers. Yeah. Year, if right? you, I mean, and, and so there was, there were, um, there was some of that, like they would show toys and sugary cereals and stuff during kids programming and, right. and cigarette you know, commercials. <laughs> I mean, back, the, back in the day. I, I don't remember cigarette commercials, and I don't think you do either. But uh, Philip Morris was all about recruiting us Transformer fans, is what it was. So, right, right, right. right. Um, but, you know, now they have the technology to use machine learning to just gather and, and, and analyze and iterate on so much data that you don't need a person to go, you know, an, a normal person or a, or a focus group can go, Okay, people who are watching shows of people fishing are going to be more likely to buy fishing equipment. Oh, what what and you're telling me is that kids, robots have taken people's jobs. That's what you're telling me right now. I mean, if <laughs> if a person's job was to make that assessment of put put fishing gear on a fishing show, you know it like, was. You know it was. Then then I don't. You know, it was their was job, job to put sugary cereals in front of GI Joe. Right. right. It, it's ex- it's exactly that kind of stuff. And so it's just with machine learning, it's just better than it is because you can't, you know, a person cannot adapt to or or analyze that much data as quickly as a as an AI. Yeah, I remember back when, when I was going to college for way back in like 2000, they were when I have a degree in informatics for my U and they and they were the classes I took were the very infancy of of like metadata and data about data and doing that data mining. And we talked like we talked about cluster, the Kroger coupon system where you had like you would go up and you'd get a thing of beer and it would kick out a coupon for diapers. You know, and, and it was mm. like, why, why would it do it? Because the machine learning has found that when people go pick up beer, they usually want to get stuff for their kids or whatever. I'm not, that's not a real example, but it was odd yeah. things that you would buy. It would kick out a different thing and you'd be like, oh yeah, I do want to get X, Y, or Z. Um, right. Right. And and that's the, that's the same thing with this net, going, bringing it back to the Netflix thing is that with this machine learning and these ads, okay, I can kind of get it because their ads are kind of relevant. And if it's just in between and it's about a subject I like, mainly shows and movies that I'm watching already, that makes sense. I can be down with that. I'm, I'm okay with that. And at a I, – I sort of can't believe I'm about to say this, but at a certain kind of philosophical level, I think it's okay – for someone who is watching three, four, six straight episodes of a show to have something 
in between like remember when we were kids and watched tv and you had a commercial break to like go <laughs> grab a, a a glass of something or a snack yeah. or something right i mean of course now you can pause everything so it's yeah you know there's there's that trade-off there but like if I've watched three episodes of New Girl in a row, <laughs> it might be okay for, you know, an ad for that terrible new uh, insatiable show comes on and I go, hmm, time to go get do it. something else. Time, time to go get some popcorn or, or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, that, that, that's so not I, terrible. It's, it's, we'll it's we'll okay. see if, you know, if too many people hate it, they won't do it. And, it, yeah. you know, it's not worth now, it. Now, if you had told me that Netflix about, is showing ads during their shows, now we're talking riot and... <laughs> <laughs> right in the in the middle of a show now we're uh you know they're they're priming the ground for uh um priming the ground's not an expression oh uh, they're they're la- they're laying the foundation for um for disney to come in and do something better well yeah that's one of the By things better, here I mean, that netflix, netflix does have to have to worry that the because the future is coming up is the cbs all access already kind of hit but dc universe has got a thing and disney's got a thing and there's a lot more streaming services that are coming out there besides Amazon and Hulu. I mean, if Disney if Disney rolls out their own service and pulls all the things that they own, like the other oh, ones, C- CBS and HBO, like people pay for HBO because the you know HBO makes shows that everyone that not everyone but that people they make stuff nobody else makes. They make Game of Thrones. Yeah, their their original uh, content Westworld, is good. The, you know their original content, but it's. Their service is just their content, and it's excellent, but there's not a lot of it. Yeah. Disney, if they, you know, if and when they succeed in acquiring uh, Fox's, both their film and television catalog, it's going to be even, so much content. It's, it's so an insane much. amount of content. I mean, they're, they're um, going to pull, like, you know, all the stuff that's currently on Hulu that Fox has on Hulu, and they're going to just put it on... Oh, yeah. The, the Disney Channel yeah, thing. There's a lot of Fox yeah. stuff on, on Hulu. There's a lot of older, um, you know, F- Fox Searchlight, 20th Century Fox, all of that stuff on Netflix. If they pull it and put it on their own service, that's a thing that could finally unseat Netflix. But we talked about that before. Right, right. Well, uh, the no, maybe not unseat Netflix, but at least it will definitely unseat like Hulu and things like that. I, I'm just thinking as you were talking about that, thinking mm. that. I don't have Hulu anymore, although there is content that I would watch on there. I don't have it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if Disney come out, if I choose between the two, hands down, I'm going to buy the, the, the Disney stuff. So, so we, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't necessarily intend for this to go into a conversation about streaming service. But I remember when we talked about streaming services yeah. a few months ago, um, you said that you had dropped Comcast. I think you were on Comcast. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, uh, and picked up um, YouTube TV. Oh man, I was just get thinking whether I should talk about that or not. Are um, you uh, are you still using that? Are you still liking it? Uh, okay, here's the thing about it: it is a great and excellent service. I have not used it for three months. I have it, and I've been ah. paying money, and I have not used it for three months. Um, I understand that it's popular for sports. If you're exactly, if you, if you like watching the sports ball, exactly. So so why why haven't sports. why haven't I canceled it? Because we're coming up on football season, and I want to watch football. NFL. So what's going to happen is that I'm going to keep it for a first couple months of the football season, and because like last week or two or you three ago, I was NFL thinking about canceling games on the on the Yahoo Sports app. That's a it's not live though. I mean, I have to like, and I can't I, get the things that I want to watch. But I think it is, but it might not be as as if, if you don't have an Apple TV, it's probably not as user. Oh, yeah, I don't, and, and I and you can't like. I can, I can go right now and say I want the Redskins game and I want to record it and have it recorded DVR for me unlimited right now and just and do it. Um, 
but it, it's great. YouTube Red is good if you like TV. If you like, it's a definite answer to cable TV. It's cheaper, better, all around better than cable TV. If if you have cable TV and you like cable TV, drop cable TV and get YouTube Red. It's totally <laughs> worth it. Now, me, I just don't. So have that's enough. the official name. I thought it was YouTube TV. Is that what I said? Where I say YouTube Red. YouTube Red is something else, but it's YouTube TV. Okay. You're right. You're right. It's YouTube All TV. I know about YouTube Red is that it is not what the name sounds like. It is not an adult YouTube. I think it's no, no. <laughs> I think it's a, a a music thing. Actually, I think Red is. But that's but, what it seems like. You can leave videos playing when you turn off your screen on your phone, which is you know if you're playing. Music right, right. But but no, YouTube TV. So yes, YouTube TV. The review is it was great. It's totally good. But there is so little that I actually need to watch on there. I, I watched Survivor, which is great, but I don't always watch it. And football. Mm. So I will watch it for football. But had NFL not been on there, I would drop it like a hat. Now, I do occasionally. Yeah, we're coming up on, it's on, coming up on, our, on our latest um, disappointing season of Colts football. Oh, you, you stop your, your mouth. I mean, I, although I'm <laughs> – they're on my number two team. But the uh, – Although they play this year, and I'm excited about that. Uh, so the, the two of them. Anyway, um, I do occasionally watch it for those who wa- like to watch the news in the morning. I, I do occasionally still turn it on and cast out YouTube TV for whatever random news thing I may want to watch to hopefully get the feel-good stuff. Ever, but Speaking of morning news, have you ever tried any of the um, flash briefing skills for your... Uh, Alexa, yeah, I, I used to use it all the time. I actually used to, but then now that, but I replaced it with YouTube again. Um, I used to have, I used to have, uh, I, I lived with a girlfriend who did not like the television on her at all. So I used mm. the, I used the flash briefings every morning to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that I'm not living with her anymore, I just went back to the television. So I prefer that <laughs> instead because I listen, I listen to the the, the flash brief. I listen to the news on the way to work. Um, so gotcha. that's. That's okay with me. But, yeah, no, it, the flash briefing through Alexa, it's pretty good. It's it's I like it's, it. It's nice. You can customize it. I used to do uh, the Reddit one, which would give you, like, oh, nice. a I news thing, one. a news thing, a joke, a shower thoughts, and maybe one other one. And then um, Scott Johnson from uh, The Instance. I, I do. I know we're do, not working. We do I know video we're... game news. But oh, yeah. There's yeah. not enough video game news that there's something new every day. So I kept hearing his same soundbite for like Red Dead Redemption 2 every morning. And I'm like, OK, I got I, Right. You, not, I, I know we're, we're digressing and I don't want to go into this topic, but just a little bit. But I, I, I do like the elect. I like Alexa. I've, I've now had it for, you know, six, eight months. And I now have them in every or oh, more than that, probably nine, ten months. You must not have one in your office. I, I, I don't. I don't have one down here in the office, but I've got one in the next in the game room for, next to it. For everyone, for everyone listening to the front porch on speakers, <laughs> I apologize for right. Being it's triggering, triggering all the time. You're, um, you're so under. So you know, it's funny. My daughter has has an Echo Dot up in her room, and she uses it all the time, constantly. Um, mm-hmm. She has changed hers to to say computer, it's like Star Trek. I I tried that on mine, and it just it felt weird. She, she she will not change it off. She wants it to be computer. And it's easier because she'll talk about Alexa or she'll say Alexa here and there and, mm. and it won't trigger. Um, but she'll say computer. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. And in the mornings, I hear that I hear that alarm of hers go off. It's just one of the reasons I actually bought it for her. Same price as an alarm clock. And um, 
Yeah, she she's yelling across the room. Computer, computer, stop! <laughs> which, which is great. You know, it's, it's I, I, if only you could change her her uh, her voice to be the Enterprise voice, they would be even better. Yeah, I I I had mine changed for like a day and a half, but when I first changed it, I was like, oh man, fifteen year old me would be so excited about this. <laughs> what what do you change it? How can you can you change? I don't think you could change the voice. No, you can't. But the the trigger word. Oh, the, the for computer, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it yeah, would be. Not I, I like, do, I do like Alexa. It's not I guess, like uh, the the Apple service whose name I will not say. Also, uh, where there are a bunch of voice options. It actually kind of um, a little disappointing thing about that is they they have it on MacBooks and iOS devices. Um, my MacBook has an Irish accent voice. The phone yeah. does not like you can only do English or maybe Australian. And you can like, control your TV with you have an Apple TV, right? You can control your Apple TV with with your Apple Home or whatever it is, right? The um, I I don't have I have an Apple TV and an iPhone and a MacBook. I don't have an Apple Home cylinder device. Yeah. Um, but the Apple TV has uh, the S I R I remote function which is really handy for searching if you go on youtube or or anything like that um oh she you know she's always improving it it's not as much as uh not as much as as amazon is always improving their their echo services but um you know you can search just at the like os level for tv shows and then it'll tell you which apps you can open it in. Like if I just search for a show, it's like, yes, I can buy it on iTunes, but if it's on Netflix, that'll show up in the list or Hulu or, right. Um, well, Amazon a- Amazon's like Amazon's support for constant upgrading, updating, making Alexa better is so far superior to Siri. It's unbelievable. Siri is oh, yeah. I mean, so frustrating I mean, constantly. Apple, Apple goes, they must go through so much internal, because that's just that's just part of their thing and it's slow and it's annoying but like Amazon is much more like they're just going to rapid fire they're going to try stuff they're going to add stuff they're going to go where Apple is much more like like Blizzard where they won't uh they won't release it until they're until they're fully happy with it and then it's still like sometimes has problems yeah if, if it's not perfect is it which is it's never going to be but. perfect for anyone then it's going to it's going to be bad and siri frustrates me so bad i, I constantly it's taken will, a long time for oh, it to so for that to get at all usable like i mostly just use it for typing if i'm driving or somewhere where i don't want to take the time to to type out a whole big long thing in my phone i i use the voice but i don't use it for yeah, but but on the other hand, Hardly I use Alexa else. for just natural things. Like I will always use her for timer. I will always use her for music. I will always use I her for for a timer. Yeah, I will I always use, use her I for use random for things Bluetooth. I need to know. Yes, yeah. yes, it's it's and it's so natural. I mean, music key point music being the fact that I'll go like play me something soft, you know. And it's very I don't have to be like anytime you would say something natural to Siri, she'll always respond with. Here's what I found on the web about Music Soft. You know? Oh yeah, I, I never I never use Siri for that. I'll uh, I'll make notes or timers. I don't use timers as much now that there are, there are a few Echo devices in the house. But right. if I'm somewhere away from one of those and I'm I want it on my phone, if I'm going to go downstairs or whatever, I'm like, yeah, set timer for 20 minutes. But for like searching and stuff, it's it's faster to just type it. 
Right, and and let let me tell you, but anyway, I have I have slowly been updating my house to smart plugs too. Like mm-hmm. I just I just control my house. I I'm, I'm I can turn the lights on and everything, and I walk up and yeah. and I have I have like um like now little white Christmas lights like all over things movies. in the house in here in strategic places on the banister or in the in the sunroom tree, and yeah. and they're not on all the time. But when I'm in there, I'll go like Alexa, turn on the sunroom tree. Bam, it's on. You know, I don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. I love I, it. I had that set up in my room for a little bit, but like if the power goes out, then they all lose Wi-Fi, and it's a pain to turn them back on. And it's yeah. only one room; like I can reach the lamps. It's it was just like <laughs> a proof of concept. It was a Black Friday deal. Maybe when I move back into the house, I'll I'll find some better use for those those yeah. smart plugs. I, 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 it's not all all of the things, but but um, all my lights is the is the biggest thing, and I know that I mean, I'll walk. You, I walk out of the room now and, and totally forget, and then I'll be upstairs in bed. I'm like, Alexa, turn off all the downstairs. Oh, turn turn off know. those lights. Yeah, that's that's nice. But now you now you're open to being hacked, right? Like whatever. All someone Mr. has to do is hack your system hat, and turn your lights on hat. and off, and and then I walk over and just unplug the, the thing. <laughs> right. It'll take over my life, and I'll be attacked by the refrigerator. Lock, lock and lock and unlock your you know lock your doors. You can't get out of the house. And... Right. Right. Yeah. All that. Sure. Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, anyway, I like it. That was the that was the long way of saying that I liked it. Um, we used uh, my my parents have the the full size Echo upstairs, and we used it for our first couple sessions of Gloomhaven. I found a cool. Uh, oh, did you Gloomhaven playlist on Spotify? I'll have to put oh, that nice. in the show notes. Nice uh, for sure. I'd, I'd like to to see that. That'd be great. Some guy made it for D anD D, and it worked for this. It's actually like kind of background. It's like video game music background and stuff like that. It's not. You know, a lot of people associate heavy metal with D anD D, which is not a what? thing that I like at okay. all. Uh, okay. You know, like the slaying dragons, screaming, wailing on guitars kind of uh, stuff. It, that's, like, that's not what I, I associate get, but with D anD D. Like D anD D is so much more subdued than that. It's yeah, not, it totally uh, is. I, w- I would not. It doesn't, it doesn't feel. It doesn't feel appropriate. But maybe my um, old church would consider it that way, but not. You know. <laughs> <laughs> right. 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 Um, okay. Let's. Uh, let's. Jump Let's off do of a transition. And, Let's transition to something besides the craziness we've been talking about. Take take <laughs> a minute to talk about some good news. Good news, everyone. Okay, what do we got? Uh, mine is mine is kind of a long story. So if you're ready, you can go first. Um, do I have good news? Um, it's it's been a short it's been a short time since our last recording. Yeah, in the but, last three days, what amazing thing has happened? Yeah, yeah. I I don't have any good things right now. Life has been busy and fraught with a ton of sure. crazy stuff, but um, I'll skip to good news and say that um, I have been playing some. Uh, what's the game that you wanted me to play a year ago? Um, the um, Lord of the Rings uh, game. What was that one on the? Oh, the Shadow of War. Shadow of War. Shadow of War. I've been playing Shadow of War. Um, so I've actually had some time which is rare, but I have in, in the free time that I've had, I have made a conscious decision to put that thing in and, and to start playing it um, because I loved, it's the only game I ever platinumed was the first one, I, you know, and it, this is basically a continuation right. of that. So um, I've been, I've had time to play that. And um, if you guys liked the first one, you will like the second one. Um, it's the same game. It almost starts like mechanics wise, just as if you were, we're playing the, the first game. So I had a little bit of a stumbling block because I had forgotten all the, what I'd played, you know, how I did stuff the first time. 
Um, but then it's you, you're just starting right off the bat. So it's it's a fun game, um, kind of. I'd, I'd give it a 75% on a scale of 1 to 100. And, uh, yeah, um, it, it started out strong, but it's so, like procedurally generated that it yes i don't i don't think you can platinum it like the first one it just it's designed to be just an endless gear treadmill at the end like a diablo yeah kind of thing and that's not especially after i resubscribed wow i'm like i finally sent mine back i have uh horizon zero dawn coming from gamefly now oh, that, that's which, that's a good game that that one i don't and i, I don't sh- know how much time i'll get to play i'll probably let andrew use my well, that, that's that's uh, the Horizon Zero Dawn's one of those story-driven it. games. Like like this one, that's mm. the thing about Shadows of War is that that I don't like about it. When I only give it like a seventy-five, because it's it's such this like everything in the game is based around all this extra stuff that doesn't pertain to the story. It's, like there's so really many systems. It's like it's like somebody went, "How can we do an Arkham game in Middle Earth?" Yeah, and it and it works. It's not you know, it's not completely um um outrageous but yeah. it's kind of outrageous yeah and and the the thing is is that like it, the first game was it was so much fun doing the like fighting the war chiefs and stuff but they they put this one like front and center about you know the complex system of the orc tribes and how you Weird, can manipulate like, that stuff politics and stuff yeah it's so big and you know what that has nothing really to do with the story at all <laughs> so when when i'm playing the game if i want to play all this extra cool stuff i'm actually not playing through the game so i realized right. that as I'm playing through this, like, you know what? I'm doing so many side quests that really have no bearing except for, like, getting elite loot for my arrow or, or, or my bow or something that, that yeah. doesn't matter to actually going. If I just went and played the story mission, I could get through it without all that. Right. You know? So, yeah, it's it's got great stuff, but I think it just went overboard with, with what was good about the other game. It took everything good about the first game and made it to, like, times 10. And... uh Except for the story, which is just fine, it's just a fine yeah, story. It's a little, it's a little more than it. Yeah, but but it's still so, good news because it's a fun game. I got to sit yeah. down and play it. It's the, a full. Game, it is the worth sixty. The gameplay loop is fun. It's it's satisfying to once yeah. you get a couple of upgrades to just be, you know, decapitating orcs and stuff. Yeah. So and and yes, yes, it's fun. It's definitely fun. So if you like Lord of the Rings or. Like you said, the Arkham kind of type feel of things in a fantasy setting, mm-hmm. definitely for you. And it, it does counter, take liberties with the the IP, and that's fine yeah. with me. It's totally fine with me. You know what? There's far rings back in the history that it's that I don't think there's aside from you know Cimmerillion stuff. There's a lot. There's so much of that world that's still kind of unexplored. So there's yeah. some flexibility in there. It's it's totally it's just, okay. Like I, I got yeah. to fight ring wraiths. That's cool. I got to there was a new ring. Cool. <laughs> you know, there's Shelob. Cool. It's it's okay. It's totally a fine. You mm-hmm. know, they they said the word Gondor. I like that. So yeah. anyway, that's good news for me. What about you? Okay, so I'll start with my good news because I don't have much of it. Um our uh a friend of the show, Fox a friend he's our friend yeah right whatever um he tells me that uh somebody is working on a gloomhaven video app 
oh, game digital wait game. how is this and, good news this sounds like terrible news. right i know that's what i told him i'm like that sounds terrible so that's the closest thing i have to good news <laughs> so, so you're changing to terrible news we're not going to have terrible news dennis <laughs> Jeez. it's not like it it might be good i don't for for some people it might be good. um other than hey, that hey, i found hey, somebody can, I think I linked to this in the group chat, but somebody made a uh, website for tracking monster uh, health and damage and effects yeah. in, in Gloomhaven, which, I mean, I think the system for tracking those things in the base game is very, very well designed. So I don't know why you would need an app for that, but if you do, that's there and it's cool. I'll put a link in the show notes. Hey, can I, can I ask you, you're, you are actually um, further along than what our group is already you've only had it like a week and you're already considerably further along the, the what our group is can i sit for a couple you know 10 15 minutes and talk to you about like interview you about your gloomhaven experience why don't i why don't i tell my story first and then, <laughs> okay and then we'll we'll get to gloomhaven spoilers okay sure all right i don't know no okay. we can't do spoilers because you're ahead of me there's no spoilers here okay okay so i, I know you may want to but no <laughs> so have you heard of a program called woof or no i have Woofers? not heard woof huh i believe the acronym stands for workers on organic farms <laughs> okay um when when i first moved up here um my dad had left his job of, of long years and they you know what they're doing now is dog breeding and they were doing that at the time but in the in the first couple months after that happened, they um, were exploring all the possible ways that they could um, generate revenue with their farm. They have a five-acre uh, property up here in northern Indiana. And um, as part of that, they signed up for this woofer program. And basically what it is is um, people who want to work for short periods of time on small farms and learn, um, go to these places and volunteer in exchange for room and board, um, or like food. And most of them slept outside in some way, like they had an RV or a tent or, or something like that. But we had, um, one married couple, one family of four or five, um, one young guy who actually was from Bloomington who stayed with us like a whole summer, um, and um and a and a young a young girl like uh i think she's college age or maybe a little bit older um okay and or there were there were two around that age um at various times over the first year year and a half after that happened before um they, my mom and dad kind of scaled back the farm stuff to focus more on the dog business because that's what ended up being the most uh the most profitable or whatever, like the, the one that actually was making them money and it's, and it's puppies other. Yeah. It's puppies. It's not, you know, trying to sell organic produce to restaurants right. or something when there's not that many nice restaurants right. around here. It's whatever. puppies. Anyway. So, um, so my, my mom has kept in contact with some of these, these people. And, um, the one girl lives in her her family lives in Minnesota, and she just spent the summer in um, Vermont working on a horse farm, uh, okay. learning 
learning about draft horses, how to how to handle them and so forth. And she stayed with us for a night um, a couple months ago on her way out. Okay. Um, you know, my most of my siblings are are have moved out now, so there are a bunch of extra bedrooms in my parents' house. It's like the Trotsky's yep. place. Um, and she was on her way home this past weekend. Okay. Um, and so we, my brother Andrew and I, who are the only two here, my parents and, and youngest sister are, are still out in Idaho. I think they're on their way back now at this point. But I get a text from mom and she says, um, uh, this girl, her name is May, um, is going to, is going to stay the night. She can sleep in Sarah's room and she'll make, make you guys dinner and wait, you know, whatever. Should, should this story have started with Deer Penthouse? Is that how this <laughs> is no, that how this works? No. Okay, all right. Just want to make sure that's not how it should have started. Okay, and so you know, I've I've met and hung out with this girl a couple times. She's um, I actually don't know much about her at all, except that she's I think vegan, maybe just vegetarian. Oh, right there, um, scary. Right, go ahead. <laughs> right, and I'm you know whatever. Like that's that's not the important part of this story. So, um, <laughs> so she uh, stayed with us last night and. Um, so I, you know, we were just talking, hang out in the, in the kitchen. I'm like, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna stay in my room and play WoW when there's a, a female in the house, house that wants like, to talk. Right. <laughs> right. Um, and, and so we're just talking, you know, I'm ca- catching up on the stuff that she did on the, the horse farm and all that. And I'm talking about the recent puppy litters and, and whatnot. And she goes, um, she goes, what is that game? you guys have set up in the dining room <laughs> and the, that game of course being gloomhaven um, yeah andrew and i have been playing uh we'll get into those details maybe a little bit after this story but we never completely clean up the game and i've been in the process of punching out all the pieces and putting them in bags while waiting for andrew to very slowly and 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 with, with much consternation make his decision <laughs> like he, like he's playing a bluffing game but with himself <laughs> right. um you know that scene in princess bride the yeah, one in front of right. me um, right and uh she, you know i said well that's that's gloomhaven it's the big thing everybody you know because i don't i never know how how nerdy how gamey people are right you you can it's, you have to and, gauge them slowly yeah and 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 this girl's game is um agricola or agricola I, I, I have heard that. I don't know how you pronounce that. I've never played it, but I've seen it. Familiar with it. It's one of the classic like medieval farming Euro games. Yeah. Um, and so we talked about games for a while, different board games, and <clears throat> what 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 games families will play. Parents, uh, you know, banana yeah. grams, all that kind of stuff. Right, right. And um, and Andrew comes down and, and we talk for a while, and we're trying to plan out the evening. You know, I assumed that we would like eat dinner and maybe uh when she passed through the other way it was just dad and i here and we watched um an old bbc show called all creatures great and small okay about a uh a a group of um veterinarians in northern england right after uh world war ii like in the 50s um and i figured you know we would just hang out and whatever and um and she goes, she goes, if you guys are going to set up and play that game, can I watch? Hey, I like, yeah. I was score. like, oh, well, I, I had just, I had just, you know, 
written off the night as like we're not going to do another Gloomhaven tonight. Right. And dear and Penthouse, Andrew, she wanted Andrew, to play Gloomhaven. <laughs> and Andrew goes, uh, Andrew goes, well, if if you want, we you, we could pull out one of the characters and you can play it with us if you want. And um, <laughs> and so that's what we ended up doing. We pulled out. Nice. Um, we pulled out the scoundrel, which is the class Andrew played in our original party, which nobody um, likes because or likes the person that plays the scoundrel. <laughs> well, yeah, and and I'm playing the mind thief in our second group, so it's a I'm like that. Well, now we have two kind of, um, but we I'll, I'll get into that later. So <laughs> we're we're playing and we're talking and and we're kind of rushing this scenario because of the way the scenario is set up, and I'm still kind of punching out the guys out of the thing and putting them in bags and one of the boards i don't know if i mean by the time you played it it was probably all it was probably all punched out but one of the boards they they use the same stamp on like three uh sheets right so they have the same shapes but they're just different art printed on them the punch out sheets yeah um there's one that has a couple of blank stand-ups like they're the cutout of a stand-up, but there's no art. It's just a blank white thing. And I'm okay. like, I'm like, oh, I guess, I guess I just throw these away. And uh, and and she was like, she was like, you should save those and put your own, uh, make up your own guys to put on there. And I was like, oh, well, I, I mean, I guess I don't know what what that would be. And then I like mm-hmm. set it aside, and then I picked it up again because th- they were still both like. Andrew's trying to make his turn and and plan out stuff, and I'm just <laughs> still waiting. Andrew with his turn and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm throwing a lot of shade on Andrew in this story. But, um, <laughs> then uh, and and she goes, she goes, no, I really think you should keep those. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's, I I will. I don't know what I'll do with them. And so I punched them out and set them there. And and Aunt, you know, she was like, you write on them, something like we were trying to come up with with random stuff. And Andrew goes, uh, um, th- this this is the part of the story that I I, I tried to get Fox on tonight because I know that you haven't, <laughs> you haven't listened to this show, but. Um, Andrew goes, Andrew goes, just write, uh, write Barry blue jeans on there. Okay. Which is, uh, is a reference from the adventure zone. And, oh, uh, right, yeah. and uh, May goes, she goes, that's a, that's an adventure zone reference. And we were like, we were like, what, you know about it? Where did zone? you come from? <laughs> Where have she's you like, been all my life? Like, yeah, there there were earlier moments when I wanted to make jokes about like Magnus rushing in and stuff, but I didn't, you know, didn't know. Right. I didn't want to get too geeky on, on you all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was, we're already playing Gloomhaven. I'm not pressing my luck here. <laughs> right. Right. So that was a funny little, uh, a funny little thing. So that's oh. mine. Let's, um, you that said is you pretty good news. About... That's, we're we're going to yeah, have you... to, uh, to learn more about Meg as we go along on, on the show. How's <laughs> Right, right. She, she comes visits. Yeah, a- Andrew had her write down Golden XP, and she's like, "Then you know, the next time you come through and stay, we'll play it again." <laughs> it's like such a <laughs> such a random random chance thing. But okay, right. so you want to talk about? Uh, let me let me talk just briefly about the our setup for the second because I don't think you guys have a couple groups down in Bloom in Bloomington. Bloomington it's Bloomington, crazy, but we're starting a second group. Of stupid Gloomhaven, um, not stupid, but I, amazing. I don't think but. any of you guys are playing multiple parties in the same game, same copy. Uh, Is that not true? yet, and that's getting into the weeds of it. But no, I mean we're we're technically well, it's, not. It's just it's just interesting. It's yet another thing that is just an aspect of how this game works because 
Um, so at the at the top level, you can play any of the unlocked scenarios, and you can do random scenarios, just like pick random uh, board pieces and random enemies and just fight them. Right? That's yeah. Obviously, this game has that capability. Um, but if you're playing in a campaign, you're playing through a story of the town in a kind of choose your own adventure way. Yes. Choose your own adventure is how to describe this game. And so what happens is when you, when a party plays through a scenario, you cross that scenario off, right? It's got a little box and you check it off and it's done. Yes. If you start a new party, which is what we did, uh, Andrew and Sarah and I played the first two scenarios. And then Sarah left to go back and finish her hike up the PCT. And Andrew and I were like, let's uh, let's create a new party. Like, we don't want to we don't want to move ahead in this original party without Sarah. So let's just play different classes. And uh, and I mean, you can play the same classes. The the character sheet is a pad. You know, you could tear it off and make another one. But we wanted we both wanted to try different classes. So um, we're playing the. The Vermling Mind Thief, that's mine, and Andrew is playing the Enox, uh, it's like Brute or something. He's a he's sure. a melee kind of attacker. And I picture okay. Enox as like big, um, what's the thing from Labyrinth? Uh, Minotaurs. Okay, yeah. Which I think is okay. not too far off. And Vermling, of course, are like big rats. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think Enox is like horns, rats. but I'm not, I may be wrong. They, I don't remember if they do or not. Do they? Not I can't remember either. So, so that's what we're doing. And what happens is you start a new party, and that party has available to them all of the scenarios that are unlocked. Because every time you beat a scenario, you unlock two more, usually. So far, yeah. what we've seen. Um, and not already completed. And then there are certain requirements, like once a party passes a certain milestone, like some event happens in the city. Well, now the other, like if you had two choices, you know, you have a choice between two, two scenarios. If you do one of them, the map hits a global achievement. And now that second choice is not available because it doesn't make sense in the story. Right. Um, yeah. I'm not sure how I feel about that. And when you, um, when the city, ranks up in prosperity when gloomhaven ranks up in prosperity all characters either new or existing get leveled up to that level right so we just hit gloomhaven level two or prosperity level two and so all our characters are level two now and if we start a new character that character starts at level two Right. Which is a, an interesting sort of way, you know, it, it goes along with the whole, like, you play a character and then retire it. Like, Andrew's um, Enoch's character is really, like, one or two scenarios away from hitting his personal quest, which is kind of surprising. But um, it his quest is to kill, like, 15 Vermlings, which is hilarious because I'm a Vermling in our, in our party. All right, <laughs> <laughs> just kill him. But... Um, we did a mission where you had to go take out a camp of vermlings and steal something from them. And, um, you know, so he got like nine or 10 kills from that one scenario. Yeah. Um, but anyway, 
so I, you know, I thought that was interesting. It was an interesting uh, um, sort of aspect of the game that, uh, yeah, that I learned. I, in, I'm in not sure how I feel about it because so, uh, <clears throat> the it's a, it's a whole different party, and you are taking over quests of a different party. I mean, maybe if one character stayed over and like my party all died or dis- dissolved or whatever, and I've got I'm continuing on the story, but that's kind of like that's true. That is it's that really, is a kind of strange thing. You do weird. you do have access to like the side quests and stuff. Obviously the like main true method of playing this game is like one party, the party goes through, they make choices, you burn up the map and or you know, you you modify the map and then if you want to play again, you get the reset kit, which I assume is like a new map, new stickers and replacements for yeah. the cards you tear up. Which right. I've not actually torn any of mine up because I can't bring myself to do it. <laughs> well, the, the yeah, I mean, the multi-party thing is is different. We, we're we're doing something, we're dealing with something new and interesting and different. And I'm not sure how I'm not going to deal with it, but our other group is. Um, we're starting Gloomhaven. There's so many games that we've to choose from, but they decided to play Gloomhaven, um, and there's five of them. It's it's a four player game, so they're gonna they're gonna rotate out people, mm-hmm. and some people will either hey I'm not coming this week so okay we're cool we're at the four player game, or right. if there are five then like okay well I'm just gonna sit out this week and I'm gonna drink and talk and have a good time and just you know hang out um, while the four of you play so they're and they'll rotate that kind of stuff in, but I don't know like. What we're going to do, is it going to be, what they're going to do, is it going to be like multiple parties? Is it the same party with just like one person difference? Mm-hmm. And we've got issues with leveling and EXP and not being there and items. And um, I, I think that what they're basically going to do is is just pretend it's one party with a rotating person. And if you don't play that week, you just kind of get screwed on EXP and, and gold and, and money and items. And so it's, yeah. it's just really a weird thing. But anyway, the, the catch up mechanic is, is in there. Like you said, if Gloomhaven levels up, then, you know, if someone's too far behind, then they'll auto level up. Um, and I get the impression that leveling is not as important as you are, you know, as we've been conditioned to think it's more about unlocking the perks and. Well, that, yeah, that's, that's the real thing. Like if, like if someone doesn't play, they miss an opportunity because those, those check marks are probably the most important thing you can get and not playing means you don't get a chance to do it. I don't, right. I don't, I don't know yet. So how many, uh, how many scenarios have you guys played? So we, we've played, I mean, I, I'm not, don't have it here in front of me and it's been a while. It's been like <clears throat> a week since I played. But uh, tomorrow we play. But I, th- I want to say it's six, five or six that we've completed. So that's not a ton. But, you know, once a week, that's still five to six weeks. Um, yeah. yeah we're only, only playing can, one a week. If I can um, remember, I think our original party, the camaraderie of comrades, uh, did two. We played twice. Okay. Yeah. And then Andrew and I started a new party. Um I am playing a Vermling, so I had to name him Splinter. And <laughs> right. Andrew, because of the art on his character, named him Shredder. That's funny. And That's so funny. I named the party... What did I name it? It was something. Something with turtles, I'm sure, right? Something that seemed very clever. It was like TMNT Masters 
or something. This is the wrong group chat. I think that's what it was because we're like Master Splinter and Master Shredder. Full disclosure, I don't, I've not seen very much TMNT, so uh, <laughs> it's funny that you guys have have that name. Right. It's Our, ours is called like the Amigos. I think is our party name. Yeah. Uh, well. Uh, well. Okay. So, 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 so we have that l- second party, and I think that party. We did a thing with rats. We did a thing. I think our first quest involved ki- killing some Enox, which was additionally hilarious. I'm like, so we're an Enox and a Vermling. We did one mission where we have to kill a bunch of Enox, and then another mission where we had to kill a bunch of Vermling. We're very uh, generally hateful of our own kind, apparently. Right, clearly. Uh, we've done at least three and maybe four with that second group. So it's like five or six... Um, total between both parties in jeez in like a week and a half in a week right well you know if if, if you're all together there my parents are gone and uh and we're like we're like hey let's let's play another it's like the i I totally game a testament to how great this game is i said last week uh the new wow expansion came out it's been out less than a week tomorrow tomorrow will be a week since the new expansion launched, or technically tonight. It's been a week since the new expansion launched. And, right. like, nothing short of how great Gloomhaven is would take would have taken this much time away the from... The time out of there? You know, me playing... I'm, like, still trying to get to the heroic-level dungeons, and I'm in a guild of people who just um, beat the last dungeon on mythic difficulty which is the next level up i'm so far behind them which is not whatever it doesn't matter but um i'm like yeah it's like 10 not 10 like 20 30 hours in the past week dedicated to learning and playing this this game right it's it's a it's a great game and and i i've long since talked about wanting to buy it to play solo play um, because it's totally solo, you can play it solo player, and and I think that I would I would do like what you're doing is I think that with just a fewer amount of players you could run through games quick more quickly and want to play multiples. I, our silly ass group that we have is that um, we start playing at seven thirty is when we get together at night, and then we're done mm-hmm. by midnight. Well, in actuality, we talk, hang out, order food, joke around, mess around until like nine thirty, and then we start playing and then by that time we got some old people in our group who are like i'm tired i want to get home so we push through and get done by 11 uh, 11 11 30 and then they're like we're done yeah, so you guys have you guys have lost some of the um like cogswell was a guy who would if there was nothing if there were just people standing around talking he'd be like let's let's get a game going let's get it yeah yeah like he well was very we still very we still have them in that but way we've, we've so added was, in uh, people and so was <laughs> lambert uh aaron lambert yeah he, right even though he usually would show up late because he was a bartender you know he'd show up at yeah, like yeah. one and so it didn't matter but he was always trying to get stuff going too yeah, we 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 have them, but but our our group has blended with a lot more. We've expanded more, and now they're, you know, I think that we may come come to the uh, talk pretty soon. It's like, no, we need to start at seven thirty. At least our group. I think I'm I'm going to talk to our our Gloomhaven group and say, let's as soon as we get there, instead of hanging out in the front porch talking, which is kind of fun, let's go the front porch. Of course, um, yeah. I mean, l- I mean, we do that too. Whatever. Like we are, you know 
theoretically start recording this podcast at 7.30, but it's very rare that we actually start rolling the recording before 8.30. Exactly, exactly. Uh, 8, same 8 same thing with Star Trek Adventures. and uh, Right, right. Which is, which is part of the fun. So it's, it's not so bad. But anyway, that, that's, that's a long way of saying why we're only like one a week and, and, and not going so but quickly. But you still uh, finish a scenario in one night, right? Yeah, yeah, we, we do. The, the, um, and, and setup is perfect for what you're saying. Like if it's, it's a lot of pieces, there's a lot of stuff, but if you do it like what you're doing and what Fox does is where you just keep it out and reserve a table, this is our Gloomhaven thing. It's, it does a lot, it's a lot easier and a lot more manageable if you have things already kind of set out. You don't have to yeah, I've only put all the stuff back in the box once. I'm not looking uh, forward to doing that a second time though. Once I have it all in bags, it'll just be like, toss it all in here. And then when we're, I might put the bags in, in meta bags. I might get bigger, like quart size bags to put all the <laughs> obstacles in one, all the tokens sure. in another, all the sure monster stands in, in a third. Okay. So let, let's, I, I don't know why we were spending too much on Gloomhaven again, but, but I, I do want to ask you a few questions amazing. and get your feedback on, on a few things. Now that you're into it pretty far, uh, you've had it. You've had it after, and now I've played it, so I can give my feedback. Okay, so so for anyone who has not played Gloomhaven or is like one mission in, we're probably going to end up talking about spoilers for the first couple. I think my party is ahead of Michael, so I'll right. we we may talk a little bit. It won't, those, it won't but, be a whole lot of stories. The stuff spoilers. that he's played, I know that people are are, and I understand why. Having seen a couple of these choices, I'm like, oh, that's crazy, you know, and I. As I mentioned yeah. last week, I got the I got the scenario app on my iPad so that I can see just the parts of the map. I mean, you don't need the app to do that. You could open the book and put pieces of paper over it or something. But um, that that is a great app, and and you should link that in the show notes for people who are who are still listening and play Gloomhaven. There's an app that you've got that's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's really cool. So I can see, you know, I know which which tiles which room tiles to to pull out of the box and which monster types um though you don't even necessarily have to do that but i like to have all that at the beginning of the game but we don't see how the rooms are laid out until we open the doors which is a nice uh, i'm gonna totally use that from now on because i set up a lot of that stuff and i i run the 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 story parts of it so there might be an android version you can put it on uh trotsky's gigantic tablet Bah, we'll just use our I'm sure iPads. someone has it's an fine. iPad, yeah. But, okay, so, yes, we'll spoil some things, maybe. But I, I don't want to spoil too much of the story. Yeah, um, I mean, so, I all right, so, spoil right. so let me ask. Let's do this little interview style here. Let's let's ask. I'm just going to ask a few because I don't want to spend, like, an hour on this thing. Okay. And we've only got, like, 30 we minutes left. Time, so. Right. Um, and there's other things I want to hit. So um, how, how, do you, how do you feel about the gameplay? Like playing the game and how it works with the, the individual cards, playing two in the run system where you play, you have to put two down and initiative works. And how it, how does the gameplay feel to you? Is it easy, fast, hard, difficult, complex? How do you how do you feel about the gameplay, playing the board game part of it? So I said last week, uh, and I'm kind of parroting, parroting a lot of the um, remarks from the Shut Up and Sit Down review, but... This is a game with a lot of admin. Um, over the over the course of our first like three games, I discovered four or five things that we were either overlooking or just doing wrong. Not major yeah. game changing things, aside from using the wrong modifier deck for the first third of our first session. Yeah, um, but stuff that I just overlooked. I'm like, oh, we were not doing. 
this because there's just so much to this game. Would um, you say would you say that that's a, a big impediment for people who are like, oh man, I just don't want a lot of stuff. I don't want I don't want to play where I have to think eight steps to do eight to do one thing. Is, well, is that is that how bad not, it is? It's not that. It's not like chess where you've got to be considering all all this stuff. The decision making, I feel like, and it, you know, this comes down to personality to a certain extent. Um, the decision making, I feel like, is fairly it feels more chess-like than it really is because there are so many factors that you don't know. I I joked yeah. earlier about the um what 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 I use is the quintessential scene for a um any kind of bluffing game. It's the the scene from Princess Bride when Vincini is trying to decide which wine to drink. He's sitting right, across which one's from present. from uh, Man in Black, Dread Pirate Roberts, Wesley Spoilers, I guess. Um, Spoilers to Princess Bride. Go watch Princess Bride if you haven't seen it. What are you even doing listening to this podcast? Right. Um, And he just, he goes around and around in this logical loop trying to deduce something that he does not have enough information to deduce. Um, I might be using the wrong word there. I don't think it means what I think it means. What Um, I think it means. uh, You know... Because of this, I can't choose the wine in front of me. And because of this, I obviously can't choose the wine in front of you. And it goes around and around. Um, Right. In this game, you think, I mean, maybe you think, I don't. But you want to think that you have full control over what you're going to do on your turn. Like, I'm going to play this and then this. I'm going to do this. But you really don't with that game. You really don't. So you you make that decision and you say, okay, now I want to go somewhere around this order then your teammates turn their cards they have an order and all of the monsters turn cards and they have an order and a bunch of stuff happens either before or after like if your big play depended on something else happening that thing might not happen if yeah, your play you depended on you going early unless you're the scoundrel with like a six initiative right you cannot guarantee that you go first yeah and, and so, the whole board will change and so I, for whatever reason, because I'm I'm not super great at decision-making in real life, but in this game, I can go, okay, well, this will be kind of cool if I do this. If not, maybe I'll just do this, and my turn will be half-wasted. Um, right. But So you make that first decision of picking those two cards, and then when it comes to your actual turn, you really have six different actions. Like, you can only do two of those six, and you get... It's really like you have three options and then three other options. So it's not truly six options. But, like, because the cards all have a top and a bottom, and the top and bottom have a special action and a default action, you have six choices of what you're going to do on your turn. So... You know, you make a choice and you might get kind of screwed by the randomness of the of the system, but there's always some kind of backup, something that yeah. you can do, even right. if it is not as cool as what is what you wanted. So right. I like all of that stuff. The thing I said about admin is really just the bookkeeping. It's like you have to you have to count this and you have to add this and you have to put these tokens here, these tokens over here, and you got to put this here and it lasts for this long. It's just a lot of little minutiae to keep track of which is yeah, yeah which is fine is, like if you if you didn't have that then this would just be um 
you know, Wings of Glory or some other kind of just basic um, combat simulator. Yeah, it's it's um, I don't want to talk too much about this. I'll move on to the next question. But (laughs) it is part of the thing that makes it that makes it okay to play it as a board game instead of there's uh, no such thing as a short answer for me. (laughs) Right. As it's it's, that that kind of admin makes it fun as a board game to add up all your pluses and to, to you know figure that stuff up as a board game then it instead of it being like on an app where it does it for you um okay so that that comes covers the gameplay question that i kind of had but um so now what about like the i don't want to say lore but the but the the legacy part of it the idea that it's a it's an evolving game that the that story it's it's the it's yes story but not necessarily I don't. I'm not asking at this point, like how you feel about the 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 story itself, but how 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 do you feel about choices you make having effects, and it's rolling you down a certain path, um, and then you're 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 playing. I guess I guess it is the story. How do you feel about like your choices in the game having an effect on the long term and okay, putting so... out stickers and stuff like that? How do you feel about that? In the in the context of multiple parties on the same map, that is the sort of downside because without giving any spoilers, Andrew and I's party we played with May last night, um, we hit our first like major event. Okay. Where we had we had a choice basically between two sides. Um, we picked one of those sides, and now that event is passed. Our original group with Sarah can't go do. The other choice yeah without it's, without it's locked in starting a new copy of the game it's like this thing happened in the world there's new stuff there's we can apparently go to some forest and and try to find a dragon but the the option of taking the other side in that battle is is over like it's right. moved on and that that's a way that this game is not like a video game Right, like a yeah. video game doesn't work like that unless you, you know, it's it's more like. Well, it kind of is. You, it's you like, choose horde, like you the, choose alliance. The original, the original Knights of the Old Republic games, or some of those like, um, forking story, choose your own adventure kind of things, where right. you make a choice and you move forward, and now your character is a little bit more evil than they were, a little more good than they were. Um, yeah. And and you just move forward. I I really liked it. It felt like the, the for the first time, you know, because I think in the after the first scenario, you really just get railroaded to the next scenario. It's like two levels of a dungeon. But from that point on, so far, every scenario you do opens two more, and you have a choice between those two. This is the yeah. first one, which, again, I think we're like five or six in. This is the first one where we talked about it, and we were like, uh, I don't know. I mean, at at first, for my first reaction is, of course, I want to take this side. But what do we really know about these people and this thing? It really was surprisingly engaging for, I mean, as we talked about uh, off air, different, like, like fantasy world, like, I don't know anything about this town. We don't know anything about um, it's the the lady giving you the quest. Like we don't know anything about her except a description of her appearance and that she's well dressed. Like, you right? Know, she could be completely evil. Do we want to? Is it is this Jexara? Is that who? The, yeah, who it Je- is? Jexara. Okay. Um, 
and we're like, well, Andrew's like, he's like, well, I'm playing an Inox who just wants to murder a bunch of rats, and you're playing a a mind controlling rat. Like, how good are we really? <laughs> yeah, know, right, that right. Kind of like like RPG, a kind of thing. And sure, sure, um, sure. I, I don't I don't think your group is that far, so I don't I don't want to spoil it for you. But I right. um I asked Fox about it and you know I texted him directly, and he's like, uh, no, my group definitely didn't do that. Like he took some different path earlier on in the in the narrative and didn't even yeah. Get to th- that's something that about made. this game that that it's it's hard to when we talk about spoilers, it's hard to say because you could t- be telling me a spoiler about an important mission you did, but. I never get that, and I you never might go not that even way. Ever unlock that mission? Yeah, right. Because I, I don't know. I don't know anything about that, which is so interesting to me. And the fact that, like, when I defeat this game or I get to the end, I mean, do I spend another hundred twenty dollars to start again and go down different paths? No, because no, you just that's buy, a complete you just possibility. Buy the reset kit. It's like thirty five. Oh, there is a reset kit, right? Yeah. It's uh, like an, I assume that it's a new map and stickers and some cards. Right, but I, I guess, a, yeah, it, had that not been available, which I'm sure they're cursing yeah. themselves because they, they don't want my, that. Here's my counter to that question, um, and you'll be able to answer better than I have than I can because I've only played the first few months, but compare that to Pandemic Legacy. Yeah. At least Season 1 Pandemic Legacy, which I've played, I think we're like in April now, so not yeah. a ton of, but it feels yeah. very much like we're just really being railroaded down this story. Oh yeah. Pandemic the, the pandemic legacy is definitely a railroad. Like you play so. through the year and because I've seen the beginning of season 1, like you eventually you lose the war even right. if you the, win battles. The the, the, ga- the game does change and and the board does change, but the story is the story and very little matters very but little. I, I asked Fox, I said, I said, did you guys pick number, you know, this number or, or this other number? And he's like, I, I don't remember. Refresh my memory on what those are. I'm like, okay, well, there's yeah. this battle and you get these choices. And he's like, well, we definitely didn't do this. And I was like, I was like, yeah, that's what we thought. But we did this because it seemed more interesting. And, right. uh, and he messaged me like later that night or maybe even this morning, um, and he was like, I double checked. We didn't do either of those. It was <laughs> right, like, they right. did something else earlier. And I said, I said, okay, well, then are you still um, working for this person? And he's like, no, that that resolved in some other way. Yeah, I mean, that that's so cool about this game, though, is that there's there's clearly because the reason there's 120 it's, different it's really cool. It's like adventures is why it's like we're just in our just in our circle of friends. We're going to have four different copies going through yep. the story yeah potentially making different decisions i mean definitely making different decisions and having a different story a different thing it's oh, the yeah. old you know nature of decision making I'm, I'm excited to, to to have front porch sessions after our gloomhaven sessions and say like okay what did you guys do why did you go that way How, what happened what, what's going on with the story you know that that's going to be cool um yeah, i don't know if or how you like finish the story i mean there are something like a hundred scenarios and right. obviously you don't play them all because we've done several that like once we made this decision we can't go back you can't go back right right um, I, I i want to um i want to say that we where we're at in the story we we've been read we read the 
the flavor texts and all of the the scenario oh, yeah. stuff with with the voices and do the whole thing. Like it's fun. I like um, how often it, people spit when they when they are talking. Like, right. So be it. Then she spat. And you're like do you, she spat. You spit? <laughs> right. Can you? I mean, obviously, that's a verb right. people use in fantasy. Writing. But but we but so we do all that. But it's it's not been really that big of a deal, story driven wise, so far until I like, last I like to reference session. Back to that that night of, nights of bad Aston when I'm reading the. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a terrible. Like, one. Verily, um, but, verily, but we but, car keys. Right. God. So, so we just last week, we came into the point that you're probably past and it may not, you know, may not have done this, but, sure. but we come to a point where something bad that we did happened, like we made a choice and then we're like, Oh, like we just chose, um, there's a whole bunch of scenarios we can pick here. Let's pick this one. Cause <laughs> whatever. And then we went mm-hmm. there, something bad was happening that like we caused and we're like oh Mm. man this this has an effect and then at the end it's like you know what you did this bad thing and um you now either have to live with the choice or make a different choice to like you know go a a better path go a good Mm. guy path or go or embrace the dark type thing and and now we left it at that but tomorrow night we're gonna have to sit down and choose where we want to be i'm i'm definitely like not down with the bad guy stuff but right right you're like but it's cool it's like, like I don't it know. matters do, now do i do i want to be a good guy or do i want force lightning yeah exactly and and uh i mean that's <laughs> it's cool that's very cool that's that's very cool that, that they can do that through story if we're just if it was just numbers on a board and you pick one two seven nine and twelve you know okay whatever but the story they definitely have pivot points that matter if you just read it and go and you're like, oh, man, what do so we pick? What I'm, do we do here? I'm assuming you'll get to this at some point. But the scenario that we did last night was the first time that we had allies. We don't have allies yet. Yeah. It, it took us a while before we got to this point. And so basically what happens is there are – and again, I hate that they use the word monsters to describe these. But there are monsters on the board that are friendly. Okay, so they draw a card and act in initiative just like they normally would, but they don't. We don't control them. They follow the standard monster aggro rules, and okay. they attack the other monsters that we are fighting against. And that's okay. just like it's just another example of how flexible and well designed this game is. It, it is very flexible. It's it's so it's so nice and and um, yeah. Okay, so we can gush about Gloomhaven. That, that's another thing. Okay, so <laughs> I'll have one more thing before we change topics. One more question before before I change like, topics. So we talked about like the legacy part of it and the board changing and some of some of the the role playing part of it. And then we also talked about um, the game mechanics of itself. So let's talk about the the fiddly bits. The, there, this game has a ton of stuff. We talked about maintenance and uh, bags and stuff. Um, the box weighs like 40 pounds. It, it does. It's a huge bag. So so let's go a little higher up and not talk about the game details. Let's talk about how do you feel about your $110, $120 purchase? So far in the amount that you've played, this is an expensive game for anyone to buy. How do you feel about spending the money that you've spent? I mean, I... I spent the same on it new 
as I spent on my first initial batch of Lord of the Rings living card game. Yeah. Uh, Lord of the Rings has more replayability. In terms of hours, they're probably about equal because LTR doesn't take as long to play, but I can play myself, so I just sit down and and play. And that's actually what I sort of expected to do with Gloomhaven, but um, since Andrew was here, I was like, I was like, do you want to, you know, I asked him one evening when I finished work, I'm like, do you want to try Gloomhaven? And he, his response was like, oof, like, <laughs> maybe. And he's like, I now, feel now like it we sounds should, like he's totally all in. We should save that for like a Saturday. And then, and then Sarah played with us. And I appreciate how accessible it is. Like, right. I don't think we could get my mom to play, but, um, you know, my sister doesn't play as much games as David and Andrew do. Um, and she, you know, she had a harder time, like, keeping track of, and and not keeping track, but, like, catching on to all the rules and all and all the mechanics. That's just another, another right. side. Um, I mean, what did I, what did I say at the beginning of this conversation about how many hours I played it just in the first week? And it's, yeah. like, I think you said last week about MMOs, like, we're in the beginning of it so it's all new and exciting and we'll see how much staying power it has but um i mean i've definitely spent as much money on games that i never played not i mean i mean not not like a game i spent a hundred dollars on and never played though fortune and glory is kind of close in that space we played it like (laughs) twice and that was over a hundred dollars uh same with ascension after everyone was out of it but cumulatively in like 20 30 40 dollar kickstarter games that yep. I've never played, like definitely, Gloomhaven wins for for ROI on that comparison for, for sure. My my I, I agree. My a friend of the show, Bill Haig, that's on on here every once in a while has has always used the the adage that how much do you spend on a movie? Like there, that's an easy thing right there. You spend fifteen dollars for a movie ticket that lasts you two hours. So there's your metric. If you find that's worth paying for. You know, did you get that much amount out of what you paid for X, Y, yeah, or Z? Yeah, you could. There's there are limits to how far you stretch that metaphor. People use that a lot with WoW and the subscription. My my benchmark for that is, um, I played the demo of an Xbox 360 game, though it was probably on PS3 also, but an Xbox 360 game called Brutal Legend with yep. uh, Jack Black. Yeah, and the um the demo was great it was a lot of fun and i was like you know what i want to play this whole game and there wasn't really like digital console game purchasing at the time and so i literally got dressed got in my car went to best buy and bought this freaking game for 60 dollars. yeah and the actual gameplay of the main game was fairly significantly different from the demo it was still fun and funny in a in a jack black kind of way but I was like, this is not as much fun as the demo was. And so that's my yeah. benchmark. I'm like, how much did I spend on this? Well, it's still a better purchase than that $60 Brutal Legend I bought that one time. Um, <laughs> which, which, again, is like, you know, it stretches the metaphor. It's like, oh, this is right. not that much if I, you know, stopped going to Starbucks. But you're not going to stop going to Starbucks. So it doesn't really work that way. Right. Um, so what, what's what's the limit on, on who should buy this? I, I don't want to say who should buy this. We kind of know that who should buy it. But... Uh, if you, what would you say? Okay, don't buy this if you're this kind of gamer. So the, if you, let's see, what what kind of 
like standard well-known board game would you compare it to um uh, i have, I don't even I have know. members of my family i have members of my family who will play ticket to ride but i would not try to have them play um lords of Waterdeep. yeah so so just like yes. take take those as a as a benchmark i think but if I think you, this is a step up from those Euro games even. I mean, it's, I think, right? In some ways. In some ways. Like, there's a lot of things for someone to keep track of, but not everybody has to keep track of all those things. Um, yeah. I think, I think, like, mechanics difficulty tracking-wise, like, if you can play D&D, you can play this. Um, right. If you can play... If you can play Lords of Waterdeep, I just use that as an example, definitely. Um, it's probably a step up. I mean, it's definitely a step up in complexity from Ticket to Ride. Oh, for sure. It's a huge step up. I mean, I, huge, I wouldn't even put those in the, in the same I thing. I think right. if you could play, yeah, if you could play Lords of Waterdeep, if you could play um, uh, Seven Wonders. Um, sure, that, that I could get. If you could play any of those more complex obviously if you've played a miniatures game warhammer or um uh any of those uh right. this is this is similar this is similar to that and, um, and i think that if you if you from a role playing game standpoint if you like choose your own adventure games which is not D&D because D&D is a kind of make your own kind of make your own adventure game but it's uh it's a you have choice 1 and choice 2 make a or b this is a game for you from a storytelling standpoint. The, the two big like caveats or warnings or whatever are if you really, if you or everyone in your group, like if you don't have one person in your group who's okay being the ledgerman, being the like admin guy to keep track of everything, um, if you don't have anybody to do that, you're going to have a hard time with this game. <laughs> and if you, you know, as I, as I said, cast in shade on Andrew a little bit, like if you are the kind of person in a game where you can't make a decision and, and, and just risk it, you can't just ran, you know, I, I try to make strategic If you have analysis paralysis. There's, yeah, if you have analysis paralysis, if I can't, uh, if I recognize that I can't make a perfectly informed decision, um, I've learned to just to just do something because it doesn't yeah. matter. Like you can't get perfect information, and so right. you can't make the perfect correct decision, and so you just keep the game moving. Like if you can't uh, yeah. do that, if you get stuck in an analysis paralysis loop where you're just, well, if I do this and then do this, but then I can't do that, so I'm going to do that. Like if you, you know, that's a thing that's gonna. Yeah, that game's going to hurt you in this game. Because... Our, our buddy Chris likes to say the phrase uh play fast, make mistakes. So, which which is yeah, kind of like fun. it's it's a game. You're, you know, if you die, you're going to you're just going to exhaust and go back to town. Like right. the party might lose the mission. We haven't lost any yet, but Andrew and I's group are playing on difficulty 0. So, we're like I, oh, we, you guys are you guys are wusses. You gotta play difficulty pl- one. At there, least. there are just two of us, and we we're playing new classes. So we're like, well, let's just do one on difficulty zero and see how it goes. And I think uh, it's it's still always been really close. I don't think the different the difference between zero and one is not huge. 
it's, it's like, not huge. It's the, not. It the really is. Get one more movement or stuff like that, but you get yeah, the same I, amount of I gold. I looked at it. It wasn't that difficult. Either way, anymore. it's just a little bit more XP to go up to one. And so we're like, well, let's just try it this way. And then that one was difficult enough that we did it again the second time. And then the third game we played with a new person. So we're like, yeah, let's keep it on zero, especially because it was a huge map with. You, you mean five, you mean Meg? Meg? May yeah, with five yeah. different uh, um, enemy types, but. Yeah, I think we just hit level two, so we might, uh, you know, they recommend that you play at the average, at the difficulty matching the average level of your party, of your characters. So if you're level two, they're recommending you play at level two. So um, we'll see. I don't, I don't know yet what happens when you lose a scenario, because like I said, we've won them all. Um, Uh, Yeah, I think the story keeps moving forward. I, right. Yeah, you just got to keep playing it. Is what yeah. you got to do. You you just got to play the the thing again. Okay, so I think that's our Gloomhaven session for this week. We right. are another, running low on time, and I'd love to get in our our quick uh, talks about our weekly challenge. How do we feel oh, about that? We, we completely I completely spaced on the weekly challenge. You know what? Um, this is your week to pick. Do you have a? Oh man, uh, jumping. You know, I I don't I don't think you have that prepared. Um, uh, I, I haven't really thought about it too much. Actually, I do. Yes, I do. W- w- this is the week that we want to we want to start throwing things in, and we're going to watch Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. I somehow thought that was where that was going. Yeah, that's where that's is going. That that's that's, a, that's where we're going to go with that anyway. Am I going to have to find that on the back of a truck? You may have to. I'm not sure if it's on Netflix or something. Well, it's got to be somewhere. And and if if not, I'll 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 send you six bucks to rent it somewhere. But. <laughs> Get it's, it on it's, uh, We we, we got to watch uh, Ghostbusters, and and, okay. and I'll and I'll wa- so, I'll wa- I will watch it, even though I've watched it. So this times. week's this past week's challenge was was my pick. It was uh, Matt Groening's Disenchanted. Yes, um, on Netflix. It's uh, it's fantasy Futurama, basically fantasy Futurama. Yes. Um, I Andrew and I watched two, maybe three episodes of this. Um, it was okay. Yeah, it was. It wasn't bad. It wasn't like I I came to Futurama late. Um, Simpsons was really before my time, and it was on the long list of things I wasn't allowed to watch as a kid, which is yeah. its prime. I saw yeah. a lot of it in college after the fact, like went back and watched. But that was also in the time when um, Family Guy was happening, and Family Guy was pushing the envelope a little more than than Simpsons did at the time, and so it was. Uh, a lot of the jokes were funnier, but I've seen, you know, most of the classic Simpsons things that people know, the comic book right. store guy and the Mr. Plow and all of that stuff. The right. episode where Homer goes on on weed because he gets attacked by crows and all of that stuff. Um, yeah. But when I picked up Futurama, especially in those first couple seasons, I was like, this this is amazing. It's so funny. The jokes are are quick and often not acknowledged like if you didn't catch that joke or that reference you just missed it because like they're they're going to keep going and there's going to be a that's new right joke. um they're firing it off this this had some of that but it didn't feel as dense um again i only saw two or three episodes so i don't know i th- i've heard that it picks up a little bit later um it's it's fairly violent i mean it's cartoon that i mean it's animated right. that didn't that didn't bother me it's just a little more violent than like futurama was right um i 
I felt I felt the same way with with almost everything you said there. It's 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 okay. Um, it's the not little, snappy. The little at demon all. guy is the funny character. Who? The little demon. Yeah, thing. the little demon is is funny, um, and it's it's funny because you. I watch this a little bit here and there with my my daughter Sydney. She's twelve, and and that might be pushing it with some things. It's TV fourteen, mm. um, and but it's she can handle most of that stuff. And there's a sure. few things about drinking or whatever, um, but it it was fine. And she she commented that like oh they've got the the good guy on one shoulder and the bad guy on another shoulder is what it's like it's, <laughs> yeah. it's elfo and that but really but really the the bad guy is where she always goes with and it's yeah. the funny character and it's 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 never and then elfo which is the the quote unquote good guy is um not really good anyway so it's it's no. not it's not a morality story there that it's not anything like that and there's there's not we thought it last week where it might have been like a, a story line. It's definitely episodic, right? Mm. I mean, it, it's yeah, kinda, I, we've I watched mean, it, like five episodes so far. It sort of moves forward, but but yeah, still not really. Yeah, it's 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 real. And it, as the season goes on, in the five episodes I've watched, it gets less and less storyline driven. It gets like, okay, this is just her adventure this week, and and it's more of yeah. her being like a, a lazy princess teen rebellious person and then you know with a demon and stuff so i will say my thoughts on this is that it's 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 just okay i mean i just want to reiterate everything you've said basically it's it's just I've, okay I've none heard... of the jokes are really terribly funny and it feels yeah, like I that mean, they've been doing simpsons for 25 years right so. there's a there's a scene where they're going to meet the Wishmaster, and yeah. they're going up this manual elevator and so the princess is pulling this rope and the other two are just sitting there and she goes she goes uh, uh i wish you guys would help and the little demon guy goes save it for the Wishmaster." right right andrew and i right. both kind of kind of lost it laughing a little bit at that it's just so right. like casually <laughs> uh rude jerkish right it was just uh, yeah th- and there there there's not a whole lot of those scenes in there i mean it's there but there there's not a lot of like fall on you know laugh so bad oh that's hilarious and 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 i would not call this i admitting i would not call this fantasy futurama i'd call this fantasy modern simpsons where they've lost a lot of the humor because they've told every joke in the world fantasy fantasy season 20 simpsons yes but but futurama all the way through was pretty much great all the way through and all this stuff um, and they were still it Futurama felt like this is a fresh new take on the Simpsons and the guys get to tell new jokes and with new characters. This this doesn't this doesn't feel like this feels like they're just out of gas. Um, yeah. And it might and, and I will say I am the, disappointed. And the real, in the El- real question Elfo. is whether it's that like macroning and, and whoever other creators like just being uh, exhausted or if it's first season kind of, now yeah it's hard to tell it's hard Futurama to tell. started out it was amazing right out of the gate but right. Simpsons took a season or two to get to get good and um, most things do and yeah especially uh not not as many recent shows but definitely like um well i guess like season 1 office season 1 parks and rec both awful yeah. um right 
season one Star Trek Next Generation awful going back uh, right into the and you know in in and only three to five episodes it's it's definitely feels like this show doesn't know its place and needs to find its ground and like those shows that you've mentioned they did after a season maybe this one will where mm-hmm. they're like okay this is where this is what's good for us this is what's funny this is what's fun let's focus on watch that it up to up to the, you know i'll probably watch all of it at some point and then maybe have a different perspective i've heard interesting things about the about the um finale so yeah. Well, for for our listeners, the review on this challenge for me is that it's fine. It's not something like, oh, Bert, put this on your list. I would not recommend somebody like definitely put it on your list. But there's worse things out there. Yeah. Um, you know, it, if you like The Simpsons, but want different characters, <laughs> but don't expect Futurama. So yeah, that's where I am with that one. So next and week the, is the, the character is interesting. the The princess is is interesting. She's kind of a combination of of Lisa, Leela, with a little bit of Bender mixed in. Yeah, yeah, it's really that's that's the thing too is I don't know where to put her, but she does keep commenting that she's a teenager, and I'm like, okay, so she does fit in the teenager thing where she has no idea what she's doing, <laughs> right? right. Um, which does make a lot of sense because at first when you introduce her, she's kind of like, oh, everyone's going to be terrible and she's going to be the one that you root behind. But no, she's not one to root behind. She mm-hmm. makes no sense whatsoever. And the she's demon a little bit of an antihero or whatever, kind of, you know? but not even that. So like later episodes, she's just like, you know what? Um, it's easy being bad. Let's just let's just for this episode, this episode, at least um, I'm going to embrace being terrible. Um, and which then the is, next episode is okay. like, no, I'm it's good accurate. now. It's just not, it's not terribly interesting. It's kind yeah, of yeah, exactly. So, so that's that. So next week is Ghostbusters, classic Ghostbusters. Bill Murray again, Dan Aykroyd, Harold Ramis, um, we'll all of the, get, the Ghostbusters. Uh, we'll have to get Fox on because that's his favorite movie. Of that all is time, his so. favorite. That is his favorite of all time. Mr. Movie. And that is, that is his one. So, um, movie. and I'm sure he won't even have to, uh, you know, prep and and watch it because he'll know every uh, line he'll just by have line. To, he'll have to clear his schedule a little bit. Right. <laughs> All right, okay. man. I think that's I think that's good. that's we, good for us. We didn't even my big topic I wanted to do we didn't even do because we got to talk about Gloomhaven for an hour. It's it's such stupid a, Gloomhaven, such a phenomenon in in our lives recently. Right. 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 All right. You guys have been listening to the front porch. This is episode fifty-two. Fifty-two. Next, oh, next, year. no, next week is the first year. It's the first one in the well, new year. Yes, we've done a year's worth. We'll be starting yes. year two next week. Yes, that's right. Starting year two. That's we got it underneath our a, belt, Dennis. Good job. A, a year of, of this nonsense that, uh, that nobody <laughs> listens to. Uh, special thanks, as always, to our good friends over at Geek Scholars Movie News. If you enjoy our show, you can subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts. And while you're there, if you leave us a review, that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. If you go to our website, frontporchpodcast.com, we've got show notes there and uh, contact forms and our email address. Yeah. I think you said all the things. All right, everybody. Until until the premiere of year two, Front Porch, Yeah, I'm Dennis. And I'm Michael. For the Front Porch. Night, everybody. Good night, guys. 